The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Many times we need to keep our health in check, but don't know what questions to ask or where to begin. We walk in blindly to our health care provider and walk out none the wiser and maybe even more confused than before. Can you take charge of your health and arm yourself with the questions and preparedness you need? The answer is yes. Welcome to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs. This program will answer your questions and give you the best practices for facing your medical partner in good health. Now, here's Dr. Susan Downs. Welcome to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan. The message from many of our guests is to eat healthy, avoid toxins, exercise, get good sleep, and manage stress. So today we're going to delve into nutrition, mitochondrial health, diet, and aging. With us, we have the honor of having Dr. Bruce Ames. He's a world-renowned scientist and professor emeritus of biochemistry and molecular biology at the University of California, Berkeley. He's a member of the National Academy of Sciences and served on their Commission on Life Sciences. He's also served on the Board of Directors for the National Cancer Institute and the National Cancer Advisory Board. He has been nominated several times for a Nobel Prize. I mean, that to me is quite incredible. He's also a recipient of the U.S. National Medal of Science. His over 550 publications have resulted in uh, being one of the few hundred of the most cited scientists in all fields. He's received many awards. Uh, among them is the Linus Pauling Institute Prize for Health Research in 2001. So welcome, Dr. Ames. Hello. Glad to be here. Oh, such an honor. So one question I have is, what's the relationship between a good diet and aging? Ah, okay. Well, that's my current interest. So my passion is preventative medicine, which is mainly due to your fouling up your metabolism in some way. The metabolism, so you have roughly 20,000 genes, and that makes 20 uh, codes for the sequence and 20,000 proteins in the amino acid sequence. And the ends, those proteins are the enzymes of metabolism. An enzyme is a protein that catalyzes some reaction. So your brain is all run by enzymes and your muscles and your mitochondria, which are the little organelles that make your energy from burning fat and carbohydrate. So, and about a quarter of these Enzymes require a cofactor. A cofactor. If you don't have the cofactor, it doesn't work. And there are 15 minerals that are cofactors for these enzymes. So there are 2,000 enzymes that need zinc, otherwise they don't work, and five, four or 500 that need magnesium, otherwise they don't work. And you can't make a mineral, so you need to get it from the diet. So that, that's 15, roughly 15 compounds. And then... A lot of the enzymes have a cofactor that's a vitamin. So a vitamin is something that goes to make a coenzyme for some uh, enzymes. And so altogether, you need about 30 substances in, in your diet so that everything works. Otherwise, you're really fouling up your metabolism and your brain doesn't work as well and your muscles don't work as well and you don't have as much energy, all those kinds of things. So uh, what, what are some of the details of what happens when we foul up our metabolism? Ah, uh, well, so you don't have the, the mitochondria make the energy. They, they're the little organelles in every cell, maybe four or 500 in every cell. And they're very complicated and have lots of enzymes involved. And if you're lacking a vitamin or a mineral, they don't work well. So that means you're lethargic. You don't have enough energy. And your brain 
needs mitochondria to make the energy for the brain. The brain is uses 20% of the energy you make. And so it's a very important organ that's much more active than most of the rest of your body. So anyway, uh, the metabolism means the sum of all this chemistry going on, biochemistry. And I'm sort of a... I, nutrition's a very muddy field. It's, it's hard and it's complicated and people often mess up because they don't... It's so complicated. But it's getting better now. There are new techniques that help a lot. But... Um, so I'm... I decided to... Con- I like muddy fields to get into them. Because there's always something you can do to help clear them up. And... Uh, the so uh, people just think about nutrition and they just say oh it's too messy and it is messy but that but it's the important field for aging so I'll make the argument that most of your premature aging is due to bad diets and I think the vitamins and minerals are a big part of it it isn't everything you can't just um drink sugar uh, all day and hope to have a, a long life. But um, the, a lot of it is due to not being deficient in one vitamin or mineral or another. And if you have to have 30 different substances, you need to eat a very balanced diet. And if you fill up with cake for dessert and sugary snacks, you're not going to get all these things, and that ages you faster, so I'll make that argument. So what do you mean by aging? What else happens to us other than we feel tired? Oh, aging is, so you have all kinds of um, protection systems in your body. About half your enzymes are devoted to protecting you. The 50 enzymes cruising along your DNA looking for trouble. Your DNA is getting oxidized all the time or otherwise damaged. So when you, when you do any work, your body is making energy. The chemical energy in the body is called ATP, and that powers your brain and your muscles and all your uphill metabolism that needs energy. And so that's all made in the mitochondria by burning, which means uh, pulling electrons from the fuel, say sugar or fat, and then add them to oxygen. Now, if you add them to oxygen one at a time, you get nasty oxidants. But eventually, if you add four electrons to oxygen, you get water, which is a harmless end product. But what you don't want to do is have loose electrons around so you make superoxide or uh, hydrogen peroxide or hydroxyl radicals, nasty oxidants. So the body's always fighting against oxidation because it has to do all this burning, uh, uh, burning in quotes. What it's doing is adding electrons from the fuel to oxygen. And you reduce the oxygen to water. So let me see if I understand this. So the mitochondria is where we make energy, which is called ATP, and that fuels many different things in our body. Yeah, so all the uphill metabolism. So if you're doing a reaction to split sugar into uh, its two components, fructose and glucose, that doesn't require energy. But if you're... uh, doing reactions that require energy, like working your muscles, then you need a lot of ATP to do it. And so uh, that's, I call that uphill metabolism. So if we don't have enough ATP, in addition to feeling tired, some of these uh, uh, reactions in the body won't be going so well. So what happens? Uh, I mean, does it go to the weakest link and that doesn't work or is it kind of a triage thing that uh, what what happens when we just don't have enough energy to do everything we need to do? What's sacrificed? Whenever there's stress, you need energy to combat it. So if you get irradiated, 
then all your 50 enzymes that are cruising on the DNA looking for trouble start seeing all these oxidized DNA bases, which can lead to mutation. And that's sort of an insidious damage that eventually leads to cancer, but that's 10 years down the road. So, uh, so you have a lot of enzymes that are protecting you, protecting you against calcification of the arteries or all the other kinds of damage that's going on just from living. So a lot of the damage is internal. So people are deathly afraid of tiny levels of radiation, but we're moving electrons around and making energy all the time, which is radiation is an oxidative mutagen. So the body has a huge amount of defenses. And what it wants you to do is to survive and reproduce. And so aging, the accumulation of all these, all this insidious damage, protein oxidation, DNA oxidation, uh, and uh, also uh, when lipids oxidize, they make nasty compounds that can react with DNA. And so those are called electrophiles, and your DNA is a nucleophile. So I don't want to use too many technical words, but uh, the body's combating all these things all the time. So if you have insidious damage, if you don't get your magnesium, all the DNA repair enzymes require magnesium, then you're in trouble. Well, 45% of the population is officially uh, inadequate in magnesium. Wow. And so, and where do you get magnesium? Nature's conveniently color-coded it green for you. Magnesium isn't green, but it's in the center of the chlorophyll molecule, and chlorophyll's green so it can do photosynthesis. So every plant is out in strong light, and plants have defenses against all this. And animals have defenses. We know the sun is burning us. If you put a, a person with a, a white skin out in the sun, uh, they get fried, particularly if they're in Africa where the sun's coming straight down. So if, you're near, if your ancestors were brought up near the equator, you have to have a dark skin. A white skin wouldn't survive very long in Africa. They just get burned to a crisp and disabled and eaten by a lion. So you need a dark skin in Africa. The trouble is when you get to a northern latitude, a dark skin has problems associated with it because you need some of the UVB from... UVB is ultraviolet uh, Yeah, that's light. the ultraviolet B light. That's the burning rays of the sun. So if a, a white-skinned person goes out to the beach and stays too long, he gets sunburned. But in Africa, the sun's much stronger than it is in California. We have lots of sun here, but it's not it's nearly as strong as near the equator because we're fairly far north. And Europe is even further north than the, than the U.S. So... A dark-skinned person in in Europe is has a problem, but there's a solution. If a um, dark, if an Irishman moves to Australia, uh, where the sun is quite strong, they have to put on a hat and cover themselves with sunscreen, and then they're okay. So it's it's. It's not racial; it's latitudinal. It, it depends on where your ancestors were were brought up, and so uh, to make vitamin D, which is a really important steroid hormone, you need the burning rays of the sun to convert cholesterol, seventy hydrocholesterol, to vitamin D three, and then the body converts it to a serious steroid hormone which controls a thousand genes controls the human social hormones that is associated with longevity all sorts of things so it's a disadvantage to people who are up in northern latitude but there's a solution just the way if an Irish moves to Australia he puts on a hat and takes sun and sunscreen and if an African American or a southern Indian who are just as dark as the Africans 
move to Chicago, they pop a vitamin D pill every morning. Okay, let me see if I can summarize this because we're coming to a break. So you were talking about DNA, which is where all our genetic material is. And there's a lot of enzymes that protect the DNA. So if we are short of ATP and short of proper nutrition, one of the first things to go is protecting our DNA and all these protective enzymes that keeps our body going well. The body seems to have sort of a triage system. So if we're short of something, the primal functions, such as reproduction, producing, getting food, uh, digesting are intact. It protects those, but at the expense of protecting us from various damage. And so the DNA is crucial because if there's a genetic mutation, that can easily lead to cancer and all sorts of problems. Now, you're also talking about oxidation, which is causing damage. So we will get a little more into that after the break. Also, what I heard you say is that like people with dark skin um, you know, where there's a lot of sunshine, they do fine, but they tend to have lower vitamin D levels when they come to the more temperate climates. So they're more likely to be short of vitamin D, and it's very important they take it. And vitamin D has been associated with so many different illnesses and so many different metabolic systems, and it helps with inflammation, oxidative stress. It's been found to help in autism. So we will talk a little more about this at the end of the break. Uh, So um, off for a break now, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs. We'd love to hear from you about today's show. Send your email to drsusan at occupyhealth.com. That's drsusan at occupyhealth.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Occupy Health. We're on the line here with uh, Dr. Bruce Ames, uh, who's received many nominations for Nobel Prizes, uh, genius in his field. So we were talking about aging and oxidative you know, damage to proteins, lipids, and our genetic material, which is in our DNA. So a question I have is, how do you measure aging? Well, I'm 88 years old, so and I'm still working full-time, so I... I'm deep into that. Um, So people ask me, oh, how come you're still working at 88 years old? And I quote Hayek, who is a Nobel Prize winning economist. When he was turning 90, a friend said, Hayek, 
how come you're so productive at such an advanced age? And Hayek said, some years ago, I tried old age and discovered I didn't like it. So anyway, I make a joke. <laughs> Very but, good. But what aging, as all old people know, is everything sort of going downhill. You, know, you don't have quite the energy you did when you were young. Your brain isn't quite as sharp and you forget things more easily. And all these diseases of aging go up very sharply with age, like cancer is due to DNA damage, and it slowly increases with age. And uh, so whenever they uh, measure cancer in a, in a population, you have to correct for age, because the older you are, the more DNA damage you have, and the older you get. And, and then heart disease is accumulation of calcification of the arteries and other kind of diseases that slowly accumulate with age. Uh, so the, this insidious damage is going on all the time, and you sort of don't notice it, but as you get older, it's accumulating and accumulating. Eventually, you get heart attacks or a cancer or your brain decays to Alzheimer's, all these kinds of things. Now, there's a genetic component as well. Your genes have, uh, every person has their own set of um, polymorphisms, which is a change that's, com an alternate form of a gene that's common in the population. Uh, a rare event is a mutation, but if it's, if 10% of the population has one form of the gene and 90% uh, has another, that's a polymorphism, it's called. And so we all have millions of polymorphisms. And people can measure these now and know how to intervene. So skin color is one polymorphism. It's due to the... Um, how strong the sun was where your ancestors grew up. Uh, and we understand it. And then um, there are many polymorphisms due to diet because the minerals are not spread evenly uh, through the earth. The red soils with a lot of iron and soils with very little iron. Selenium is a, a sort of like sulfur. It's required in metabolism, but too much selenium is toxic. So, in China, there are areas that have too much selenium and people get poisoned. But if you don't have enough selenium, you get poisoned. So when people migrated around the earth, their genetics tried to adapt to all of this. For example, in the Middle East, uh, I mean, in Northern Europe, people had cows 10,000 years ago. And cows were wonderful because you domesticate them and you got this steady source of milk and butter. And so people in Northern Europe developed a, a way to use lactose, which is the sugar in milk, as adults, where most people in the world cannot use lactose as adults. They're lactose intolerant. So we understand, science has slowly figured out all these complexities, but our, our History is, is determines what polymorphisms we have, but once you know that, you can uh, do something about the blogs that discuss this, and you can get your DNA sequenced in a number of companies, and uh, it's relatively inexpensive, and it says all the polymorphisms you have, and a lot of them have to do with nutrition because that was something that was changing when people moved around the world. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So, how, so we measure aging by looking at the various things that are going wrong, or um, you know, I mean, there's yeah. a way to measure a nutritional status can be be reversed. So yeah, how you do can we know look at aging. So, for example, uh, you can look at inflammation is a major uh, cause of trouble in people when you get infected. Your body mobilizes your immune system to fire off hydrogen peroxide and hypochlorite and all sorts of nasty things to kill those bacterial invaders. 
And but chronic inflammation is really bad for you because you're generating all sorts of mutagens and uh, and other problems. So we can measure there's something an assay called CRP, C-reactive protein, and that's a measure of your inflammation. There are other assays too. So you like can homocysteine. Ask, like homocysteine is another. Homocysteine is something that causes trouble. That's um, when you don't get enough uh, cysteine in your blood, uh, depending on what the damage is, you can accumulate homocysteine, and some B vitamins lower that. So people are slowly working all this out, but vitamins and minerals are a bit of a stepchild because they haven't been given the attention they need. You need 30 different ones. So every time you sit down for a meal, if you're really short of one, it ages you a little faster in some way. About 10 years ago, I was wondering why I was getting mutation in human cells that I made short of one vitamin or mineral or the other, or why mice short of various uh, vitamins and minerals got cancer So I was and DNA damage. So I was thinking about this, and I decided that nature must have a rationing system when you get low on something. And just we, I just postulated this and wrote a paper uh, back in 2006 that postulated whenever you get short of a vitamin or mineral, nature does a strategic rationing. What it does is it puts it into those enzymes that are essential for survival, and it starves the ones that are preventing DNA damage or preventing um, calcification of the arteries, all our protective enzymes, which we found were... So we, uh, Joyce McCann in my lab, wrote two beautiful reviews. One, she picked one vitamin, one mineral that was studied fairly well that weren't too complicated and asked, well, does nature really do this rationing? And she found, yeah, in both of them, yes, they do. And the explanation explained a number of human diseases. So, for example, vitamin K uh, was invented, uh, was discovered by some Dane um, many years ago. He got a Nobel Prize for this. Is important in blood clotting. Now we all know about blood clotting. If you wound yourself, you start bleeding, but then it heals up fairly quickly, and that's due to a complex between proteins and calcium. So people know there are a number of proteins that are involved with blood clotting. Well, that's really important because you cut yourself once a month or every couple of weeks when you're shaving or whatever. And if you didn't have blood clotting, you'd die. And if you knock out that gene in mice, and you can, uh, people uh, got a Nobel Prize for showing uh, that uh, how how all this uh, worked, then. Now, vitamin K is pretty important because other than clotting, lack of vitamin K can lead to osteoporosis, coronary or heart disease, aortic calcification, and it can, you know, it's associated with a lot of inflammation and cystic fibrosis and uh, many different problems. But, okay, so getting back, so you were talking about inflammation, so it's a measure of the rate at which we're aging and not how far along we've gone. But you've also me- mentioned uh, the problems when proteins get oxidized and lipids get oxidized and DNA gets oxidized and I think that's where a lot of the damage occurs because Mark Houston when he was on the show was saying that oxidized uh, substances is really what causes our arteries to get calcified so talk a little more if you could mention a little more about what this oxidation is and how it happens and how we know if it's happening ah okay so um their radiation is an oxidative mutagen. We're all afraid of radiation. We know we shouldn't, when you get an X-ray, they keep it to a minimum, and they have, every year it gets better that they can see your, uh, do an X-ray with less damage. But you get clouds of electrons when you do that. that and the electrons can... Uh, 
specialized DNA. And so there are 20 different lesions you get from oxidizing the DNA. And then there are repair enzymes that look for oxidative damage. Now, the most dangerous lesion is when you, if you just hit one strand of the double-stranded DNA, uh, repair enzymes can see that bump, uh, repair it by copying the opposite strand and fix it. So almost all of the damage to your DNA is fixed by all these repair enzymes. Lots of Nobel Prizes for people who figured all that out. And so, uh, the, so people, when there was Fukushima in Japan, that big uh, tsunami, uh, and uh, that was caused by an earthquake in the sea, and, uh, and uh, this huge wall of water devastated Japan, knocked out a couple of nuclear power plants. So, and people in California were worried that radiation would come across the Pacific and cause cancer. People know radiation is a cause of cancer. But it was trivial amounts compared to not eating your vitamins and minerals. If you don't eat your vitamins and minerals, then, or get, get enough, then it's like irradiating yourself. So it was one source. It was one source of this oxidation. Is if we don't have proper nutri- nutrition and enzymes and cofactors, our mitochondria aren't working right. They spew off excess electrons that go around looking for trouble and oxidizing things. Yeah. So people are worried about what they're adding to the diet, which is reasonable, but they worry about a part of being a pesticide. Well, that's trivial compared. To the damage going on all the time uh, and plus pesticides mo- uh, ni- 99% of the pesticides you get are natural pesticides. Every plant has to have a hundred toxic chemicals to uh, kill off predators. All plants can't run away and they don't have immune systems so it's all plant evolution is chemical warfare. Every plant you eat has a hundred weird toxic chemicals that are designed to kill you and the beetles and the uh, every everything munching on those plants. Now it's not perfect, but they, uh, the plant uh, each plant has a different set of them because that's uh, in the environment it's growing. Uh, there are different uh, predators, but. Man-made pesticides are just a drop in the bucket. I calculated we're getting 10,000 times more of natural pesticides than man-made pesticides. All these chemicals, toxic chemicals in plants are designed, they're really pesticides. They're designed to kill pests or kill you. And so everything we eat has pesticides, but humans have, when, if you let, a kid go out and eat the shrubbery, they're going to poison themselves and die. There's lots of plants have poisons that are pretty toxic for humans. But over the years, people have figured out what plants will kill them and what plants are okay to eat. And then we've bred plants, so we've eliminated a lot of these pesticides. And now the techniques for eliminating them are getting better. So GMA is a GMO is a good thing because you can uh, eliminate compounds much better. In the old days when you bred uh, plants and made a better, better orange or better tomato, you'd irradiate both partners and breed them and then pick the, the ones that had nice looking tomatoes or better tasting tomatoes. But now you can take a single gene and put it in and just genetics just is much better now. It's not something to be afraid of. It's something that's making our food better. Anyway, now, didn't you develop a test, a test to see if uh, compounds were causing <laughs> mutations in our DNA and possibly uh, leading to cancer? And you found things like flame retardants and secondhand smoke and various things that you, you were able to assess which things could cause cancer down the road. But is what you're saying, this is relatively minor compared to the damage we're doing by not getting enough nutrition and vitamins, enzymes and cofactors? Well, uh, not, it's 
not all minor. Uh, occupational cancer is really serious because if someone's breathing a lot of something or putting their hands in some something, they can get a big dose, and that you really want to worry about. Or uh, drugs, if someone takes a drug that, drugs that cause cancer, you're getting a huge dose. But a part per billion of something is really tiny, and you have to put it in, in context, and the context is nature isn't benign. Nature is just full of nasties. And humans have developed all these defense systems, and they're pretty general defense systems. So if your DNA gets damaged, uh, your body detects that and induces your more repair enzymes. So it's just we're focusing on the wrong thing. It's what you're leaving out of your diet is almost more important than what you add. Now, doesn't mean that smoking isn't bad for you. That's eat cigarettes something like 10 minutes off your life. And so we know that's a disaster, smoking. And also when you burn something, you get nitrogen oxides, which are mutagens. And so smoking is, uh, you're getting enormous amounts of dirty black stuff in your lungs. And we know it's bad. Well, on that note, let's take a break right now and we'll come back and get Dr. Ames' recommendations of how to make sure we get on the healthy path with our nutrition and diet. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. What does health look like in an ailing world? How do we tend what needs our care? Join Revolutionary Wellness talk radio hosts each week as we explore pathways to health for self, society, and the planet. We are home to a range of voices as there is no single roadmap for meeting the challenges of our times. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to expand your perspective, deepen your attention, and cultivate practices that support personal, communal, and global health on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. Do you find yourself caring for people in multiple generations? Are you exhausted, stressed, and overwhelmed? Instead of spending hours searching for resources and information, Dr. Merrill and her guests will provide you with practical, everyday information and solutions to help make your life easier. Tune into Caught Between Generations, Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs. We'd love to hear from you about today's show. Send your email to Dr. Susan at OccupyHealth.com. That's Dr. Susan at OccupyHealth.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to Occupy Health. We're here with Dr. Bruce Ames. So at this point, uh, we'll, uh, I'll ask Dr. Ames, uh, what does he recommend we do for our diet? What do we do in, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, our soils depleted? There are fewer vitamins in our food. I mean, we have to eat a lot more carrots to get the magnesium and other nutrients that we could get from it in the 1950s. So what do we do for our diet and how do we supplement it so we can finally tune our bodies? Okay. So one, you want to be sure that you're eating a very varied diet. It's what your mom told you. Eat your veggies and uh, eat fruit for dessert, not cake. And uh, don't drink sugary soft drinks because they fill you up with empty calories. So if you look at the obese in the United States, which is a disaster, a third of the country is obese. Uh, and 
every disease of aging is accelerating the beast. Obese. You get more cancer, you may get more heart disease, you get more immune dysfunction. If it's been looked at, it goes faster in the obese. So it's a disaster. And I think that, see, the conventional wisdom is obesity is just cal- too many calories in and too little exercise out. Well, that's certainly true, but there are a number of scientific papers showing the obese are eating the worst diet in the country, if you define worse as ratio of vitamins and minerals to calories, you're getting all this empty calories. You drink uh, four or five sugary soft drinks. I think that's something like that's the average in the country. And you're filling up with 40 grams of sugar at each shot. So, and no nutritive values. So one, you need to eat healthy foods and and cut out more refined foods. You don't want to eat white bread and white rice. The ancient Chinese used to eat brown rice before they refined it, but brown rice goes rancid in a few weeks, so some smart Chinese figured out, ah, we can get all that carbohydrate that's giving us energy, and, but then they ate all the parts of the rice. Now you eat white rice and you're filling up with just sugar, basically. Carbohydrate is just polymerized sugar. So, and it goes back to sugar when you digest it. But if it's white, it probably doesn't have most of the vitamins and minerals you need. So then, in the obese, you're sacrificing long-term health for short-term health. That's what triage is about. So you're uh, taking... Uh, so it's every time you don't need a a good meal with all these different things, you're doing a trade-off. You're sacrificing long-term health to keep you alive. And the older you get, the more DNA damage accumulates and all these things. I'm sorry. So eating so eating junk, uh, you know, it's the triage theory, it'll go to, you know, since there's not much nutrition there, uh, what is there, you know, which is mainly energy, will just go to keeping the essential functions running, but the necessary repair for things that go amok, for oxidative damage and it's for DNA yeah. are sacrificed. So each time we sit down and eat a pile of junk food, we're sacrificing our repair and we're going further down that aging path. Yeah, and since it's insidious damage, a few more mutations, but eventually it adds up to getting cancer or a few more. If you don't get your vitamin K, you get the calcification of the arteries. So, or if you take the drug um, warfarin, it's also called Coumadin, that interferes with calcification so you don't get blood clots. So 30 million people in the U.S. are taking that. That increases your risk of calcification of the arteries. Wow. So, uh, so there it's, but you need the drug, it's just you need to balance things. So life is all trade-offs of one sort or another, and we, we older people know that. And um, I'm, I'm sorry I wander a little bit. My wife keeps on telling me, land the plane, land the plane, because I'm 88 years old, and my focus doesn't work quite as well as when I was younger. But well, you're doing pretty case, well. I'll help you land the plane. Okay. Uh, so, um, so now you can take a supplement. Now, a lot of people say, oh, supplements are useless. But they're wrong. They're, and they're based on some error. Because for most medical people, they're trained from birth to not be interested in rats and not be interested in mouse studies and not be interested in mechanism. They're only interested in randomized, double-blind clinical trials where you give a drug to a thousand people and you see what happens, how many side effects and how much effectiveness. And that is the gold standard for drugs, but it's not for nutrition. And a lot of people don't seem to understand that. So, for example, the Eye Institute... Uh, did a huge clinical trial on lutein and zeaxanthin. They're two carotenoids. That's like the orange color in carrots. There are 600 or so carotenoids in nature. And uh, in the back of your eye, there's a little yellow spot called a macula. 
and it's the main source of macular degeneration and the main source of blindness in old people. So there was a lot of evidence saying these two carotenoids, what, what they do, they're antioxidants of a particular kind. So when you have strong light and it hits a dye, that energy is trapped and passed on to oxygen. And there's a form of oxygen called singlet oxygen that's very, a much stronger oxidant than ordinary oxygen. So it can oxidize everything, lipids and DNA and protein. And so you don't want much singlet oxygen around. And so what do plants do? They're out in strong light. Well, every plant has a carotenoid. That's why plants turn orange in the fall and all the chlorophyll is gone which chlorophylls the green color that's involved in photosynthesis, and the orange color, or red, is the defense against singlet oxygen. So, so what understand. supplements do you recommend that we take? I mean, our nutrition is, I mean, because of soil demineralization, uh, the nutrition in a vegetable now is much less than it would have been 40 years ago. So what do, uh, vitamins do you recommend we take? Is it an individual thing that we need to get an assessment so we know what we need? Or what do you recommend? Well, analytical methods are getting better. All these assays are getting better. You can measure your vitamin D. And essentially, all dark-skinned people are inadequate in their vitamin D. So if I had a dark skin, I'd be popping a vitamin D pill, uh, 4,000 international units or something like that. And in fact, I do take a vitamin D pill because I have a disease called polycythemia vera, which means I make too many red blood cells. And so I need, and that makes me, the medicine I take makes me very sensitive to ultraviolet light. I get little tumors all over me. So I keep out of the sun where I had all the time. And so I take vitamin D because I'm not getting my ultraviolet light. And it's hard to get enough ultraviolet light in the United States in winter anyway. So, so you're recommending we all take vitamin D? No, not, well, if you don't get sun, you should be taking vitamin D. Yes. So people who are in the car all the time are not not getting enough sun. If you play tennis every morning, you're fine. In a sunny place, you're fine. But in the winter, uh, 70% of the U.S. is inadequate in vitamin D. So and I, I would also like to add that vitamin D, I mean, there's so many studies that vitamin D helps. For example, in autism, I think Dr. Ames did some studies to show it helps because it addresses every single pathway, inflammation, mitochondrial, GI yeah. distress. I mean, vitamin D is crucial. So what other tests are there to know what supplements we need to take? I know there's something called the organic acid test that the functional medicine practitioners take to find out which pathways are going, and that will give you a signal of what supplements you need to, um, you know, yeah. at least get the pathways working better. So most what people tests do you in recommend, Dr. Ames? Most people in nutrition say, oh, uh, they're not too interested in supplements. They say, eat a good diet because we don't understand everything. And not enough nutrition in our food nowadays. We have to supplement. Well, I sort of agree with that. So I think you should try and eat a good diet. I have an Italian wife, so I, she feeds me a wonderful Mediterranean diet. But I take supplements too. I think everybody would benefit from a multivitamin mineral pill. Now, why, why do the docs not know much about this? Because you don't get no training. For, nutrition is the science of prevention. I think most of the premature aging in the country is due to bad nutrition and just an accumulation of all these diseases of aging. Uh, and so, uh, so docs aren't into, protect, into prevention, they're into drugs. But more and more docs are realizing if you want to do prevention, which is a lot cheaper in the end, then you have to learn some nutrition. And Agreed. Very important. But see, the thing is that people are doing clinical trials like the eye institute I was starting to talk about did a huge clinical trial on ludine and zeaxanthine by giving it to large numbers of people to ask that was a less macular degeneration, less um, blindness. Well, they did it wrong. They didn't measure anything and the population they used had more 
looting and zeaxanthin in their eyes than, than normal. So what you ended with, the trial was negative. Because if 20% are deficient and 80% have enough, you're never going to see it. And uh, that's the trouble with thinking that drugs are the same as nutrition. In nutrition, everybody has some. And so you want to look at the people who are deficient, not the whole population. And, but then someone looked at the bottom 20% of the people of lutein and zeaxanthin who got the supplement and then there was less blindness and less macular degeneration. It worked. But they said, no, don't take it because it didn't work. And people who are not sophisticated are saying vitamins are useless because they point to this clinical trial or that clinical trial, but they're done wrong. They didn't measure anything. And you have yeah, to measure. so they're not separating out those that have vitamin deficiencies from those that have enough. So what nutrients would you suggest to delay aging? Well, I think... Let's say, as a first cut, let's say take a multivitamin mineral pill. And they're available in all the stores. They're cheap, and they're not going to hurt you. And the big companies all make sure that if they buy something from China, that it's double-checked. And so vitamins and minerals come from all over the world, and and the smart companies uh, don't want to poison their customers, so they all check them. Now... um, but a multivitamin mineral pill isn't good enough because it doesn't have omega-3s, which are the fatty acid you get from deep-sea fish like tuna and salmon. And that's very important for membrane fluidity. Keep your membranes at the right, right fluidity. Cholesterol makes membranes stiffer, and omega-3 fatty acids make them more fluid. But they're the most easily oxidized fatty acids, so we don't use them for cooking oil. And the cooking oils are all omega-3s. So you need the uh, um, omega-6s, sorry. You need the right balance between omega-3s and omega-6s, and most of the country doesn't have it because we don't need enough fish. Now, the Japanese, who eat lots of fish, are the longest live big country in the world, and so fish is healthy, so you should eat fish a couple of times a week. Now, fish have a little mercury in them, so you don't want to eat swordfish every day. I know two friends, both very smart people, who got mercury poisoning because they ate swordfish every day. But swordfish occasionally is fine. You just want to balance your diet and get your omega-3s from fish, or you can, t- again, take a pill if you okay. want to. Oh, we're coming to a close now, so let me see if I can understand. Uh, it's very important to eat a balanced diet, and each time we don't, when we delve into the junk food and the donuts and all those yummy things, that we're getting, uh, because we're, these lack nut- nutrients, uh, we're sacrificing, you know, the, the, our body triages these nutrients to do the normal functioning, but the DNA repair and repair for all damage is sacrificed. So each time we eat junk food, we're going a little bit more into the whole health-wise. And also, we need to take vitamins and supplements, and working with your clinician and your functional medicine practitioner, naturopath, you can help just help determine which are for you. So... Uh, in closing, I would like to thank Dr. Ames and suggest to the audience, go out and do your own research, read up, study, so you can help yourselves and you can help others. So be well. Thank you for listening. Occupy Health with Dr. Susan Downs can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to better health for you this week. We're